0: Hey, you're listening to a brand new podcast episode by the Herschel Saldana show of Truth Be Told, where we ask questions from the events happening around us. In this episode, we will be discovering why is Maida used in most bakery items, During the tea break in my office, my colleagues were having a heated discussion about Maida and how it affects their health. Not only this, they went on to say that some brands that promote healthy biscuits exploit us by using Maida. So let's dive in to know exactly about our everyday friend, Maida. Maida is made from a white part of wheat grains called endosperm. The bran and the germ are taken out, leaving behind the starchy part. It's then refined by passing it through a sieve. Maida is naturally a bit yellow but often bleeds to make it whiter. It's made from wheat with lots of gluten but when it's milled, the heat changes the protein. If maida is derived from wheat grains, then how are these two very different? The key distinction between maida and wheat flour lies in their composition. Maida primarily consists of endosperm of wheat grain, while wheat flour consists of the husk, bran, germ in addition to the endosperm. Culinary wise, wheat flour is commonly employed for making your rotis, whereas maida is often preferred for preparing parotas and naan. This reminds me of my best non-witch food, butter naan and butter chicken. The soft and hot naan combined with the sweet chicken makes my mouth water. What's that dish that makes your mouth water? Let me know in the comment section. If you observe puri made from wheat and puri made from maida, the wheat puri will be soft throughout the day. whereas Maida puri will be soft when it's hot and turns crispy or hard as time goes through. To know why Maida is extensively used in bakeries, we need to know its history. The history of Maida traces back over 32,000 years ago to Italy, where the process of grinding grains to produce flour began. Initially, Wheat grains were roughly ground using the stone pestle and mortar. Over time, there were endeavors to refine the grinding process aiming for a finer flour. Around 5000 years ago, ancient Egyptians experimented with making the coarsely ground flour finer. Their method involved grinding the grain, followed by filtration to separate fine and coarse particles, making the earliest form of maida known to the world. This is how you are able to eat Maggi, pasta, puffs, and others as snacks. Did you know that even cornflakes contains maida too? But why would anyone use it even if it doesn't have any nutrients apart from carbs? Maida plays several roles in baking. It contains gluten, a protein crucial for providing structure to baked items. When mixed with liquid and kneaded, gluten forms a network that captures the air bubbles, aiding in the rising process. Additionally, maida's fine texture contributes to a smooth and tender crumb in cakes and pastries. It also absorbs liquid, helping to create a thick batter or dough that maintains its shape during baking. While maida itself has a subtle taste, it enhances the flavors of other ingredients in baked goods making it a common choice alongside sugar, butter and eggs. That is why maida is best for parota as it retains its shape, enhances the taste and is baker friendly. Now you know how maida came into existence. You also need to know whether it is good or bad to consume maida for a long run. Once considered a delicacy for wealthy, all-purpose flour or maida holds little nutritional value. Through processing, it loses vital components like fiber, vitamins, and minerals found in the bran and germ. Maida mainly consists of carbohydrates with minimal protein content, leading to quick increase in blood sugar due to its high glycemic index. Compared to whole wheat flour, maida lacks essential nutrients. It's advisable to consume Maida in moderation within a balanced diet. Consuming Maida poses significant risk to your digestive system. Its low fiber content makes digestion challenging and can lead to congestion in the digestive system, slowing down metabolism and causing constipation. Furthermore, Maida's high glycemic index can trigger sharp insulin responses, potentially leading to inflammation and the development of type 2 diabetes. This spike in blood sugar levels is particularly concerning for individuals susceptible to diabetes. Moreover, the prevalence of maida in many junk foods like pasta, pizza, and cakes contributes to weight gain and obesity. Its impact on metabolism and hunger regulation can lead to increased calorie intake and difficulty in weight management. Additionally, Maida consumption is associated with elevated LDL cholesterol levels, increasing the risk of heart problems, such as strokes and cardiovascular diseases. Its adhesive nature in the gut can disrupt digestion and hinder the growth of beneficial gut bacteria. Excessive Maida consumption may also compromise immunity and raise the risk of chronic diseases like obesity, diabetes, high cholesterol and hypertension. Despite its popularity in cooking, maida offers little to no nutritional value, providing you only empty calories without essential nutrients. Therefore, it's advisable to limit its intake and opt for healthier alternatives rich in fiber and nutrients. These are its side effects if you consume maida regularly for long run and that's very concerning as well. I have seen most students consume bakery items during lunch regularly which can impact their health. The main reason is because they are provided with less pocket money as their parents fear that they would misuse it. Hence, make sure that you at least eat good foods with nutritional value. Speaking of which, what might be the other replacements to have apart from Maida? These are the 5 excellent substitutes for maida that offers you versatility and can be used to create delicious recipes. Soy flour, whole wheat flour, ragi or finger millet, almond flour, Millets such as bajra, pearl millet and jowar also known as sorghum. These alternatives provide you a range of nutritional benefits and can be used to prepare a variety of satisfying dishes. I'm sure you got value from this episode about why is maida used in most bakery items. Thank you for listening till the end of the episode. Stay tuned for more upcoming episodes by following the podcast. And don't forget to rate the podcast too. Until next time, stay safe and cheers.